in over 100 countries in seven different languages to more than a half billion viewers each week. The World Wrestling Federation, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. Pride, confidence, extraordinary talent. They're the signature of a superstar performer. Add arrogance, conceit, self-adulation to the equation, and you've defined the very essence of Shawn Michaels. Nobody, but nobody tells me what to do. For two months, the self-proclaimed master antagonist has launched a calculated and brutal war of destruction on the phenom of the World Wrestling Federation. I made you taste your blood once. You are gonna taste it again! And like hyenas rapid from the scent of a fresh kill, his pack of allies have been quick to join the slaughter. We came, we saw, and we kicked the dead man's ass. But tonight, within the unforgiving confines of a specially constructed steel cell, the cocksure tormentor will become the tormented. Tonight, Shawn Michaels will stare into the eyes of a merciless reaper, hell-bent on revenge. There'll be no helmsman, no China, no insurance policy to save his soul. Tonight, there's no way in, no way out, no one to stop the carnage. And now, PlayStation presents WWF Bad Blood in your house. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddy Eloso, with my co-host, Anthony, the Encyclopedia. And gentlemen, tonight, we're going in your house, bad boss. We also have a very special guest, Anthony, bring him in for us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening to some of our special editions in the past, you'll remember Dan Iscro. Dan Iscro's back from the Audio Dungeon show for this month's Watch Along. Dan, how are you doing? Doing great, Anthony. Thanks very much for having me. Very excited to be here tonight. And how's everything going with the Audio Dungeon so, so far? Audio Dungeon's going great. We've been going live on Wednesday nights on Facebook for the past few weeks now. We've been playing some short form games where uh, we ask a 20 question type situation in a Dungeons and Dragons world. We also play another game called Escape the Dungeon where we place one of our players in a quick 10 minute situation that they need to work and role play themselves out of. And then we walk into and we play our long form Dungeons and Dragons game for about two hours. So uh, if you're looking to play along with us, if you'd like to watch along, you can find us at Audio Dungeon on Facebook or visit our website at www.theaudiodungeon.com. All right, great. And you guys also probably remember uh, Tom Kokoza, who couldn't be with us tonight, but he's also a part of that show as well. So uh, give him a shout out and check him out. All right, so this is our second ever watch along uh, tonight. We wanted to hype things up for Hell in a Cell coming up in a couple weeks on the WWE Network. So we are actually going back to October of 1997 for the very first ever Hell in a Cell match between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. A little background into this match. So how, how did this match get scheduled? What happened here? So there's a couple things to keep in mind here. Going into this pay-per-view, The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels had just come off a no contest the previous month uh, in your house ground zero, which was the first time the WWF actually ran in your house pay-per-view for three hours. The lead into that whole feud was the undertaker the previous month had defended the WWF championship against Brett, the hitman Hart at SummerSlam. Shawn Michaels was a special guest referee. Brett and Shawn had some heat going on there. Brett had said that if he did not win the WWF title, he would never wrestle in the United States again. And Shawn Michaels said if, uh, there was a stipulation put on that if Shawn Michaels showed any favoritism in the match, did any there was any chicanery, anything crazy going on where he didn't call it straight down the middle, he also would not be able to wrestle in the United States again. During the match, his chair in the ring, Shawn Michaels questioned Brett about it. Brett spit in Shawn's face. Shawn wound up with the chair shot. Brett ducked. Undertaker got hit. Brett gets the pinfall. Shawn reluctantly counts him out. 
Also going into this match, we also had The Undertaker who, after winning the title of WrestleMania 13, he was confronted by Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer was insisting that they had to reunite, uh, started holding blackmail over his head. If he didn't, if The Undertaker didn't team up with him, he was going to let everybody know his secret. Eventually it came out that Undertake, there was a situation with Undertaker and his parents. His parents' house burned down, and at the time, so be it, it was also believed that the Undertaker's brother Kane was also in the house when it burned down. And the storyline eventually, as it goes along, Bear eventually, as Undertaker's brown beating him on an episode's raw, Undertaker is revealed to Undertaker that Kane's still alive. Why would that play a part here? We're going to find out. That's when they got me hooked. I was like, ooh, I like this storyline. It was very interesting, very, you know, kind of shock and awe as we were talking before, before we jumped on the podcast with you guys. Um, I did enjoy that part of it, and it kind of hooked me in for this match. Yeah, this is, I know we've spoken about this in the past too, but it's 1997. I don't know what it is about that year, but it, for me personally, it's just a magical year in, in professional wrestling, especially in WWE. The roster was absolutely stacked with some crazy talent it seemed like everything uh some of the juiciest backstage stories came out of 1997 and everything that was happening on camera was just as captivating too it was what was happening backstage and i remember going into that SummerSlam match with all the stipulations in place for brett and for sean and i i had absolutely no idea how they were going to write around all of that stuff and still keep things interesting. But what happened was shocking. It was incredible. And everything from the fallout just made me want to keep watching what was happening next. And uh, this this is one of the follow-ups. And uh, I think it was just as good as what happened at SummerSlam. Yeah, 1997, just a crazy year in wrestling. The Monday Night Wars were definitely strong. I, this was during the time the WCW was actually on their 83-week win streak. So the WWF, really, around this time, was really tuning up the attitude to try to get some of those that viewership back and give them something to for the fans to talk about and kind of focus on them a little bit. So it's time for In Your House Bad Blood. For those, uh, let's pause the podcast now. Uh, to go find it on WWE Network. Now, in order to find it, at least uh, on my end with the Apple TV, I had to go down to the WWE pay-per-view section. I had to scroll down to retired pay-per-views, slid all the way to the end to the see all. And then it's not actually listed as Hell in a Cell because the first Hell in a Cell wasn't at its own branded pay-per-view. It's actually part of In Your House Bad Blood. So in my case, I had to go to In Your House and then find Bad Blood under 1997. Uh, Freddie, Dan, how, how did you find it on your end? I'm watching on the WWE Network on WWE.com. And once you sign in, you click on WWE Pay-Per-View, and you could search by year. So click on 1997. And I believe Bad Blood is in the top row there. And we are watching at, where are we starting at? Two, two hours, nine minutes, 43 seconds. Yeah, so if you're using the Apple TV, um, I'm not I don't recall if the website version has this, but there's a bookmark feature if you press the down button and you could scroll through the to the matches. So if you go to the Shawn Michaels Undertaker one, that is uh, starts approximately two oh nine, forty two, forty three. So we're gonna start there. Uh Freddie, how did you find it? I found it um I'm watching on the fire stick, so I tried to look under retired pay per views, but Bad Blood only only gave me two thousand four and two thousand three. So I searched under Undertaker, um, then it gave me Bad Blood 97, and I was able to find it there. All right, so tune up the network. You guys ready? Ready to go. Ready. Okay, so I'm going to do a countdown from three, and then I'll say play, and we'll all get going. All right? Sounds good. Okay. Here we go in three, two, one, play. So you've got uh, one of Vince McMahon's jabronis right here. Sergeant, <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter and Earl Hebner checking under the ring, making sure there's no uh, shenanigans going on. 
Uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter was the commissioner at this time. <laughs> he was. <laughs> it's just doing his commissioner duties out there. Maybe Triple H is living his boyhood dream by coming out to the Heartbreak Kid music, huh? Possibly. Is China, China yeah. pre any type of uh, surgeries? <laughs> yeah. Before she became the breast damn woman in the WWE. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's it really is amazing though when you look at her, in in you know in '97, she's just like a brick wall. Like when she turns, especially when she turns to face the camera with her shoulders, she's just like square right angles on her shoulder. It looks like you, like it's impossible to knock her down. Oh, look at that! Forgot the insurance policy was still around here. The in ravishing Rick Rude. That was my guy, man. Rick Rude. This is before he pulled his uh, Monday night double duty. Yeah, it was probably about two months prior. So this match, I believe, took place at the Kiel Center in St. Louis. I think it was. I will check on that. The encyclopedia is having a brain fart right now. It seemed like a very, very... Short walk to the ring. As opposed mm. to the way they're doing it now. Wow. Yes, yeah, sadly. Keel Center, St. Louis, Missouri. I got it right. Nice. The old school pyro in the ring. The blocks. <laughs> yeah. Remember those? What, what do you think this outfit Michaels was wearing to the ring It was inspired by Mad Max? <laughs> yeah, I, I was just going to say something about the outfit. I don't know what it is, but like... It's it's they're all so bizarre, but it's just like I don't know, man. They're, they're so cool, especially I don't know. Like it's a shoulder pad with an arm guard and a strap going across. <laughs> yeah, so badass. His ring attire was one. always pretty dope. Yeah, I gotta get one of those. Walk around with it on. I'll <laughs> <laughs> get the ladies. I still want my old school um, Legion of Doom shoulder pads with the spikes. That was a, awesome. that was always a classic for me. <laughs> so, so, so when you and Mrs. Eloso are having intimate moments, you, you scream out, "Oh, what a rush!" Either that, or me and Noah, little Oso, are going to be uh, Legion of Doom for Halloween one year. Just a That's nice cool. little throwback with the spikes. And unfortunately, you'll probably get a bunch of kids. that will be like, "Who the hell's Legion of Doom?" And then you'll feel like you're aging yourself. Basically. <laughs> and here comes the Undertaker. Now, the good thing is we don't have like a 10-minute walk to the ring like WrestleMania's now. <laughs> with the, <laughs> with the Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Well, it's still early, I guess, right? He's, yeah, he's it's, never... been a good, it's been a good minute and we still haven't seen the Undertaker <laughs> yet. He's taking his time. Now, this is a in-your-house. I, I just miss the old house setup that they used to have as the entranceway. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's a, another sign of the attituding up of WWF right? at the time. Yeah. No, no, more, no more living room set. Now we have nitty-gritty, hardcore steel fences there to come yeah. in. It's very raw so, as war. And this goes to show you... so. Folks, that's not fireflies you see from cell phones. Their cell phones weren't really a thing back then. Those are cigarette lighters. Yeah. yeah. This might have been the first in your house without that that setup, actually, Freddie. I recalled Ground Zero the month before. They still had that, that house set up. See, that's one thing I'd love for WWE to bring back. You know, they for the classic Raw, they brought back the, the old RAW setup mm -hmm. that they did. I'd love like a throwback in your house with the whole house set up. I feel like that would be pretty cool. At least for my nostalgia. That would be cool. Yeah. I think everyone would enjoy seeing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt and The Fiend could have some fun with that too. <laughs> yes, that would be perfect. Come out on stage, do a little fire fun house. Right, yeah. 
You know what? If there's anything left for the Undertaker to do, pass the torch to the Fiend. They kind of dropped the ball on that at WrestleMania 31. Yeah. So, by the way, you were saying that this wasn't a long entrance? Well, at least he's <laughs> at the ring at this point. What? Like a minute? Two minutes? Maybe a little more? You know what's scary? This Hell in a Cell, I think, height-wise, is not even close to the way it is now. Yeah, now I'm saying now's maybe like a good 30 feet, if not a little more. Yeah, what do you think? They put like they put an extra panel on top? Possibly. It's. I'm looking at this now and I was like, geez, I don't remember it being quite that small. I know I went to the very first Hell in a Cell pay-per-view in Newark. Um, where actually the ver- this very guy we're seeing on the screen, The Undertaker, took on CM Punk. And I remember marveling at how big that thing was. So I guess it's really been the last 10 years or so since they really edged that, what, what, or raised the, the roof on it. Slight 90s reference there. Raised the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this is, again, just speaks to how, how great Shawn Michaels is and how... How uh, how awesome he was! I, I mean, look at him; he's just totally out of his element right now. He doesn't have DX to back him up, and he knows the Undertaker is coming to to give him a little bit of revenge right now after what happened at at SummerSlam. Just look at the facial expressions; he's backing down like he has absolutely nothing to fight back at the Undertaker with. He's so great, and I love they didn't even touch each other to start the match. Like they weren't in the ring. He chased him around like a classic heel. Like it was a great, a great start. My dog's getting excited over here too. And also, Taker and Michaels fought at Ground Zero as well. That's right, right? It was a. They ended in a what? Double DQ, some kind of schmoz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is the rematch, and then the winner of this was going to be number one contender to face the Hitman Bret Hart the WWF champion at Survivor Series, uh, the Montreal school job. Right. Bumping like a maniac <laughs> one minute into the match. Now, when was, when was the pay-per-view where, oh, it's probably, it had to be what early 96 when it was Taker and Brett in the cage or Taker or Brett and Diesel where, uh, Taker pulled Diesel down to hell. Uh, or tried to. Yeah, that was February 1996. Um, right, yeah. What do they call that? I guess that was before In Your House really had the subtitles announced by a few months, but it, I think they unofficially ended up calling it In Your House Rage in the Cage. Right. Which also was a Sega CD game, and I still have it. Nice. Ooh, that was one of those arcade-style fighting games, right? Um, It was actually it was similar to, like, WWF Raw or WWF Royal Rumble, and they just had the steel cage option in it. Ah, uh, okay. And I don't recall them even. It was so like behind the times. I don't even think it included pinfalls. I think you had the only way to win was to climb up and out of the cage. You couldn't go through the door either. Right. Now this was when Taker was a badass because he had the teardrop tattoo on his face still then. Yes. See now this now now we're getting into how I remember this match. I remember when I first saw this match, you know, not really knowing what to expect. I was pretty shocked to see the Undertaker just basically destroy Shawn Michaels for probably the first half of the match. Yeah. I mean, Undert- uh, Shawn barely gets any offense, and he just completely destroys him. He he takes that ass whooping real real good in this match. <laughs> yeah. Old school for Taker. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time the cell is introduced, right? Yeah. Now, considering it has its own pay-per-view and it's probably twice or three times the size. And the Undertaker just did his Hulk Hogan imitation. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> Hey, that's a match we never saw Hogan in a Hell in a Cell. 
Is yeah. It? He can, uh... <laughs> I'm sure he'd have no problem getting thrown off the top of a hell in a cell. Ah, yeah, Rikishi style, right? Just right into some... A, a <laughs> truck the of hay bales? Hay. Yeah, yeah, some hay right. bales. Oh God, that was like that, that was like that six pack challenge in Hell in a Cell or so. I don't even remember what they called that. Armageddon. That was was that at Armageddon? That was at a December yeah. pay per view. Is that right? That was Armageddon. Two thousand. What was that? Two thousand. Might have been two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, it was two thousand. That was the Kurt Angle title reign. Did you like guys notice that? A, a random black rose. <laughs> laying on the floor as Sean got thrown over the top rope. I didn't realize the creatures of the night were sitting ringside for this, huh? Weren't they the ones that used to, like, put the wreath at ringside and then, like, just sit that back down, like, all creeped out? Yeah. Now, didn't WCW do their own form of, like, Hell in a Cell, but it was, like, a three-story uh, cage? Yeah, it was actually featured in that uh, Ready to Rumble movie. That's right. But they might have done that a few times. What was that? What did they call that? The Thunderdome cage at one point? I believe so. Some cheesy name they did. And now they're starting to use the cage. Is that Duke to the Dumpster de Josie carrying the Shawn camera? Michaels. Is that the Duke holding the camera back there? The Duke. I'm not. I'm drawing a blank. Duke the Dumpster Josie. Back in the day. <laughs> Is that what happened to him? He's got the jumpsuit on. <laughs> he does. He's got the jumpsuit. The the armbands. Shawn Michaels just did everything so well. He really did. Just watching him take this pounding from The Undertaker, watching him sell. Unbelievable. You know, there was a time now you would think, oh, he's, oh, I guess this, that was the first time he attempted the last ride powerbomb, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Now, should looking back now, it's a bit of a giveaway if you look at the corners, right? With the pyro hooked up to it. Yeah, you know what? Looking back, if you if you know what's coming, I guess so. Right. Because back then that was new. You know, he'd never show. You know, we'll get into that later. <laughs> So was this taker starting to get into his MMA prowess? Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. I think you, I heard UFC was there. starting to come out at this point, yeah. right? 96-ish? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because Shamrock was already on the roster. Right. That was another crazy match we should probably do. The, uh, the Lion's Den match. I thought we wanted people to actually listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we want to stick with the Hell in a Cell theme, we could do the Kennel from Hell match as well. Oh, God. <laughs> the one where the dogs, instead of like, they like started humping each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see now. Here's the cameraman goes down. Duke mm. the dumpster cameraman. That's a key <laughs> point in the match. Man. Oh, God. HBK cannot catch a break. I love seeing the old school shirts in the crowd. 
Those classic uh, Stone Cold shirts, like the half skull, half his face. Yeah, and he didn't even wrestle on this card. He, uh, this was after the neck injury. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Intercontinental title was vacated, and they had a tournament, and it came down to Farouk and Owen Hart, and if I remember correctly, Austin just ended up sliding into the ring, stunning Farouk and letting Owen get, get the pin just to make sure he would face Owen down the road. Down the road. Yeah, and didn't he... I, I think on the Raws that followed he didn't he just attack owen every chance he got anytime owen had a match or a title defense austin would just run into the ring and stun him and get out of there <laughs> <laughs> well this was back when really the safety like the whole concussion issue and what have you wasn't wasn't as well known I just realized, Freddie, you were talking about the old shirts. There's somebody wearing a WCW Macho Man. The Macho shirt. Man. That's what that's what sparked it for me. I saw it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can see that guy. <laughs> Even with like the frills hanging down from the shoulders. <laughs> what up, Mach? <gasps> Classic album is the Macho Man rap album. I don't know if you guys ever heard that. <laughs> Oh yeah! Download that to your iTunes, kids. Is that shit available on iTunes? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna check if it's on Google Play while we're watching this. <laughs> you want to talk about bad music? Do you remember? I think it was like um, when they did that WrestleMania the album, and they had that like love song with like Brett like just talking in the background. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't. Re- I, I I used to listen to that album so much. Oh man, the uh, guy, yeah. the guy, the guy with the disposable got- camera in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a throwback. Some of these kids will never know what that is. It's like disposable uh, camera. What? You gotta, you gotta drop off the whole camera at CVS. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you see uh, Sean just gave a fan a shower? Locked <laughs> a loogie. <laughs> Can't do that today. Yeah, it's, just, it's like really, you, especially this year, again, 97, you just really had the impression that it was just the wild, wild west. Yeah. Like anything goes. And you said before, this is pre-concussion protocol. You watch the headshots with the chairs, the blade jobs. It's just, they, they did anything. They did everything. Yeah. It was insane. By the way, here it is, folks. Macho Man, Randy Savage, Be a Man, 949 on Google Play. Boom, there you go. They got some nerve charge at 949. <laughs> <laughs> My God. You should pay me to download it. <laughs> and that's just goes to show you how... Spay printed spray painted steps that they got what, what could those be made out of though that he he of all people was able to lift it that that easily yeah it's like made of that plastic they make school chairs out of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how much do you think they weighed that night 300 pounds 400 pounds I love how the Another interesting thing I, I had I had read earlier in the night about this about this pay per view. This is the last pay per view with Vince McMahon play by play announcer. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because after this, he was Mister McMahon, and he wasn't uh, Whoa. screaming what a maneuver. I don't remember them bleeping shit out during the live pay per view. Goddamn WWE Network. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny too that you mentioned that. That we're on the subject. When I went back and watched um, SummerSlam on the network, I mean, I haven't done it recently, but years ago, and it came to the point with the Michaels chair shot on The Undertaker, they wouldn't show it. Like there was some kind of lag or a skip, and you heard the crack, and then you just saw The Undertaker laying on the ground. Like they wouldn't even show the headshot of the chair shot. Seriously? 
Yeah, I, I don't know if that's still the way it is, or maybe I'm maybe it was years and years back. Maybe it was just um, something that I had seen, like an official WWE video on on YouTube. But uh, yeah, for a period of time, they wouldn't even show the chair shots. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it's absolutely something they would do. But I, I was I was surprised that they took it to that extent. Now Michael's starting to get in some offense. Here we go. Now this is this is the click versus the BSK, right? <laughs> do, do you want to enlighten people? Now Dan, Dan spoke on it earlier that you know you had all the backstage stuff coming out from you know this year, yep. and we saw the click in what was it ninety six when you know the curtain well, call. Right, right, but the click was, was kind of fall, split apart now because half of them were in WCW. Right, but they were still throwing each other the, uh, the um, you know, the two sweet signs. They were yeah. wearing each other's shirts and pictures and stuff like that. But you had the click, which was Sean, uh, Diesel, Razor, HBK, and um, Kid. And then you had the BSK, which was... What the backstage crew? Uh, I Bo believe Bone Street crew. Bone Street Bo crew or Bone Skull crew? Um, yeah. Which was Taker, um, the Godfather. You had the Godwins, I believe, both of them. Right, Rikishi. Bone Bone Street crew. Checking Bone, it out now. Bone Street crew. Um, Rikishi. I believe Yoko was in it till he passed, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but Rikishi, Yokozuna, Undertaker, Paul Bearer, Mr. Fuji, uh, the Godwins, the Godfather. Oh no, we said him. Midian, yep. Brian oh, Adams, Brian Adams, yeah, Crush. Uh, yeah, Savio Vega. Savio Vega. That I thought he was, but I wasn't. I wasn't 100. percent the funny thing is it mentions a guy by the name of James Harrison on on this wrestling fandom page. I don't even know. Who the hell was James Harrison? I don't remember him. Of the Steelers? It says he was WWE champion nine times. This, this has got to be a mistake. <laughs> what, what, did somebody like play... WWF attitude on Nintendo 64 and make pages about it? Does this make any sense? Alright, folks, comment. Who the hell is James Harrison from the Bone Street crew? I don't have a freaking clue. Anyway, back to the match. Oh, there, you remember that? Right in the kisser! <laughs> yeah, that was a Gorilla Monsoon special, too. Right in the kisser. All right, this thing's got to be fake because the supposed James Harrison it claims has been owner of WWE since 2015. All right, this is bullshit. Cameramen just aren't having any luck today. Not nope. at all. At least he caught him. What what <laughs> WrestleMania was it that uh, the guy dropped Taker and then never wrestled in WWE again? Oh, you mean, was that 25 when he was facing uh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker? What, did he do a plancha? And it was Sim Snuka, who was, was the yes. cameraman? Snuka, yeah. You know what? It could, we don't know. It could have been that he was going to reveal Superfly secret. <laughs> Never saw him ever again. I've heard stories of, of Superfly. <laughs> The guy the Undertaker beat, I swear, when he's face planted down on the outside, the cameraman, he almost looks like Jinder Mahal. See, there's little touches like this, though, like the cameraman going down, I, or like, like Bailey just did it recently at Class of Champions with the exposed turnbuckle, stuff like that. I feel like they don't do that as much anymore for some reason. I felt like those little touches really got the fans going. 
something yeah. that's been missing. Yeah, I mean, watching this now, it just kind of really adds to the realism of what's happening, you know? Just kind of makes you just think twice about, I mean, we know we know it's all part of the script, but it seems like they're going the extra mile to kind of just make it seem a little more real. As of today, today I just feel like it's, it's uh, way too produced to give it this gritty feel, you know? It's a different style. Um, it tells yeah. more of the story throughout the match, like not just the wrestlers, you know, that you've got this you know, this out-of-the-ring stuff that's getting involved. And, like, the whole... Look, now, they're opening the door. You know, like... It's supposed to be no doors open. No one can get in. But, oh, look, the cage is open. And they're making a point of showing you that angle. Did they ever show the cameraman's face? I don't remember seeing that. Because I tell you, that guy's... That guy's freaking jacked for somebody that was just a cameraman. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, I complain about the lack of selling these days, but <laughs> HBK hitting the super kick and Undertaker just sits right up. <laughs> and they are out of the cage. You know, in some respects, they kind of ruined it for the... F- for the people afterwards that had to compete in this thing with all the liberties they took with getting out of the cage and the going up to the top. They did it right in the first instance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was surprised seeing that too. Like, I figured it was going to be a brutal match, but I mean, to, to bust that out in the first one, that was, that was ballsy. Well, there's something you won't see today. Blood. I'm a surprised lot of the, it too. The screen didn't go black and white. God, sure. <laughs> you know what? If it if it's in the match, it fits well enough. It's fine. I feel like sometimes you see, sometimes, like on the indie scene, especially, they do it just for the sake of doing it. Right. It doesn't tell a story. Right. I mean, if you build it up over time, or it's a brutal match like this, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this it's totally warranted here, especially with the history that The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels have going into the match. And so, that's the that's the lasting image that I have of this match. Like the bloody Shawn Michaels being uh, lawn-darted into the cage by The Undertaker. If I remember correctly, that was... Wasn't that... Didn't they eventually splice that into the Monday Night Raw opening? I think they did for a long yeah. time, yeah. I love that camera angle, too. Right from the inside of the cage, right at the camera. Lucky awesome. blood did. Her lucky blood didn't splatter onto the lens. I would have liked to get that angle of Mysterio when he got darted into the uh, WCW <laughs> production truck. That would have been sweet. I find it amazing how many people called the cop. It's one of those things with wrestling. It's like if it happens on the scripted TV show. Oh, yeah, it's just part of the story. If it happens on the wrestling show, people are, like, calling the cops, like, Oh, my God! <laughs> so, you do realize it's scripted, just like what's on TV. Just like every other show on TV. Ah, whatever. Now, not a lot of reinforcement up here on the top of the, uh, on top of the cell. <laughs> they, look, I, they look like they're on a trampoline. Yeah. I was going to say, do you, when they constructed this thing, they probably never expected the very first go-around they were going to be going to the top of this. Now, now you see Sean when he lands, he's gripping it tight. It's like, please don't give. That's right. I actually, I did see. Oh, there, there's blood on the camera. There we go. Oh my god. That's right. This I actually did see this, this version of the Hell in a Cell. I actually I was there for the Triple H Cactus Jack one in Hartford. At no way out. Nice. I wonder if that one was bigger than this now, one. Now, Hartford's it, a it nice just... arena to watch an event at. I went for a Raw a few years ago. And... Yeah, just don't Yeah, just don't hang out in that in the area around it. Yeah, my hotel was literally like two blocks away. You actually stayed there? Well, I, w- I was there for work. <laughs> I was there for work, and I was like, oh, you know, Raw's here tonight. Let me see if I find a ticket. I found like a, a $30 ticket, you know, in that first... Just outside the bowl. So funny thing, the second Hell in a Cell was at that 98 King of the Ring. 
I was actually in Pittsburgh that night. I was actually at this like charity work camp thing, and the the counselor who was with us was like, "Why do you keep call- going to your phone?" I said, "Oh, my brother's giving me the results for for King of the Ring." Oh, there's the table shot. Oh, Tito Santana. Oh. There he is. I forgot that he commentated for them. He was actually one of the first wrestlers I met. Chico? Yeah. So the counselor's like, why do you keep like calling your brother every five minutes? Because this was back when you had the di- you know, the dial, the Damn, dialing Sean phones. Like the Oh, you're going to a landline phone. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. oh, King of the Rings, like just down the street. She's like, What do you mean just down the street? I was like, it's literally just down the street. She's like, You could have told me, you could have went, and I was like, What? No. Like, Damn it! <laughs> don't yeah, don't even mention it at that point. Man, did you guys ever have those? Uh, <laughs> the first set of uh, table figures that break away. Oh yeah, that was the. Um, uh, what did they call it? I want to say ringside series, but that's not what it was. It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it had, like, that was the such a cool in the set. Yeah, it was. And you had two chairs for uh, for Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. And, yeah. and Jim Ross was the only figure at the time with the Jack's Bone Crunch in action figures who <laughs> bent at the knees so he could actually sit down in the chair at the breakaway <laughs> table. That's funny. And the chairs had the Raw's War logo on the top. Yep. What, what, a, what an awesome set that was. It really was. So, so you could actually say that Besides Triple H, the longest-standing active member of the roster on a consistent basis is the announcer's table because that's the same freaking setup they use today. (laughs) There you go. Holy crap, 22 years. Except for now they have iPads, no longer the little (laughs) monitors with all the cables. Damn, look at Michael's face. I don't know if you saw the shot before from when he went through the table, but the amount of blood that was on the floor, holy crap. Oof. Oh, my God. It's just flowing. It's like a river on his face right now. It's crazy. Now, they they made sure to show you that the cage door is getting bolted up again. (laughs) Right. Little little subtleties here from WWE. Very well played, Vince. I was going to say, The Undertaker going for a suplex? He doesn't do wrestling moves. <laughs> now, this was before Undertaker kind of blew up in weight, right? When he was with the Ministry. <laughs> right? Didn't he get a little big <laughs> once he was there? I really thought he had thinned out. I didn't realize that he bulked up. I... Maybe his face just looked bigger without the beard or something. No, you, no, you might be right. Wait, how many times have they been, have they transformed themselves on a level that you could notice that? Like, like first one I could think of is like the big boss man. Now, funny you bring oh, wait, him up because he lost all that weight. Yeah, I was I was scrolling through my feed today on oh! Facebook. Well, they and left I, the chair shot in this version. Yeah. I and caught like a... Completely uh, unprotected? Doesn't even move his head? Is this AEW? How is he still is that alive? what it is? <laughs> Here well, we go. Well, it is a Sean. Oh, this is the part where, like, Vince, like, has an orgasm. <laughs> it's gotta be! It's, it's gotta be, Kyle! The mayor of Knoxville has arrived. <laughs> oh, man. Where do we put this debut on the list of top debuts of all time? It's got to be in the top. It's got to be. No? It's got to be up there. Yeah. Right? You, know what, you know what I just noticed, though? What? The door still chained. <laughs> Yeah, they just, just unhinged the it. They unhinged it, yeah. Job. He literally lifted it out of the hinge. It doesn't seem quite as <laughs> impressive now. He ripped those hinges apart. 
I think this has to be up there with uh, Big Show's debut a few months later at, uh, was it St. Valentine's Day Massacre? Yeah, it was about a month later. I I don't know. I feel like this one was more of an impact. I like Jericho's debut, too. Jericho's debut. After the countdown to the millennium. Yeah. But Undertaker, like, the look on his face was like, he he looks so real. Yeah. Kane was jacked back then, too. Holy crap. And, you know, they did a pretty awesome job. Just the way Kane delivered the tombstone and the way the announced team sold the tombstone. I mean, the tombstone is a move we we had seen from The Undertaker for whatever it was, seven years. Kane comes back, does the tombstone, and all of a sudden it's like an unbeatable finishing move again. because Like he's laid out, yep, 100%. Yeah. I wonder how long it was until people... I don't remember. When did we start figuring out that Kane was the same guy that was Isaac Yankum and fake Diesel? Oh, I don't know. I think it was later on. Maybe when he took the mask off? Yeah. You remember when they did that whole thing where if he lost that match, he was, I think it was to Triple H, he was going to lose the mask. And I was, and then when he actually lost, I was like, how are they going to explain this? His face is going to look fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought maybe they'd do some makeup where he'd have some scars and Sean wins it. There it is. Now, good luck to the with Hell in a Cell coming up. Good luck topping that. Look at look at the puddle, man. Yeah. It's just just a trail of blood leading on his head. Do you? Oh, I mean, you, now I where mean, did where where did Hunter's shirt go? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he wrestled a match. There was nothing there. He was th- he was pumping China behind the screen, and then realized, oh crap, we got to go out there. I think it was one of those. Go, go, go. Sean's Sean's bloody as hell. I'm not trying to ruin my shirt. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> this is a white shirt. Yeah. Man, easiest payday Rick Root ever got. What did he do there? Yeah. Right? Carried around the European title for a few minutes. And he, he blocked the hard camera <laughs> when he first, when Sean was doing his entrance. There's something else, too. Yeah, Sean Michaels going backstage, getting pelted with garbage. <laughs> you don't see any of that anymore. All the signs, you don't see many signs that much anymore either. True. Mm. Well, you know, WWF or WWE today confiscates half the damn signs anyway. True. Yeah. (laughs) He's making him do the garage drop while he can barely stand. And and considering that WrestleMania was, what, five months away, probably? They yeah. kept these two apart, like, for five months. Well, yeah. come on. I mean, we did it with John Cena and The Rock. Of course, Rock wasn't on for, like, 11 of those months. Right. Live via satellite. <laughs> This is before the Undertaker was truly tatted up all the way. Yeah. Before he tattooed his neck for his wife, and then <laughs> they divorced. And then they divorced, so he had to cover it. Yeah. Ah. Sarah. 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 <laughs> you know, did anyone ever do a side by side comparison of Michelle McCool and Sarah? They really don't look that different. <laughs> the the Shawn Michaels winner graphic came up now. <laughs> As the Undertaker is on the screen. Yeah, as he's crawling his way. Man, that was a good match. Nice. And that match still holds up today. Definitely, 100%. Yeah, and like we were saying, stuff, I think think because you don't see that kind of stuff today, helps it hold up today. Like, you're not going to see that kind of blood today. You're not going to see those kind of chair shots. And just seeing it now is it's it's still crazy. I mean, it's it's incredibly unsafe. And I don't know how the hell Shawn Michaels is still standing up today, and like not in a not in a wheelchair. But the, the match quality itself, yeah, absolutely. He's cross he's cross eyed. <laughs> <laughs> That's some of the residuals from. 
Maybe a little wasn't bit that, from this match. Wasn't that from the Geratron 5000? Well, so following up, really, and okay, that we ended up just in time because I just got the sorry. Something went wrong. There was an area error playing this video. No shit, the video's over. <laughs> Fucking thing. Um, so from here, Undertaker eventually feuded with Kane. Uh, there was a rematch with Shawn Michaels at the 1998 Royal Rumble in a casket match, which is actually where Shawn Michaels got back, dropped out of the ring, hit the edge of the casket, and his career pretty much wasn't the same after that. For Michaels, Michaels went on to face Bret the Hitman Hart at the 1997 Survivor Series. We Anything all happened that. there? Mm. Funny thing. I feel thing, like uh, there was I'm something actually, there. Yeah, something. I am actually staying in Montreal, like two blocks away from that, in about two weeks. Nice. I always, cool. I always go by. The, the last time I was there, I was like going by, and I was like playing the theme music in my head, and the uh, and Jr. going, "You talk about controversy." Anyway, <laughs> that could be a future. That could be a future watch along, right? There you go. Yeah. All right. So uh, first off, thanks to Dan Escrow for joining us. Definitely. Uh, Thank you, Dan. I ho- thanks uh, for uh, having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Hope hope we could have you back. Come back anytime you'd have me. Awesome. And uh, Freddie, first watch along. First uh, watch along. A month of first for you, my friend. First top ten list earlier this month. Yeah. First top ten, first watch along. I was a little nervous with this watch along. I've never done them before, so it was pretty cool. Definitely. All right, so we'd like to thank you all for joining. Uh, we hope you had fun with this. Uh, we'll, we're trying to do these monthly, so leave us some feedback. Let us know what match you want us to cover next month in October. And, uh, Freddie, you want to wrap it up? All right. Thank you guys for listening. www.thisportsfrenzypodcast.com for all the social media pages. Uh, all our content, everything is right there that you guys can just one click away. So www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.